of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. It's a full tank program up until 10 o'clock tonight. You can jump aboard at 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. You can watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the programs from 6A all the way up until 10P. And it is a Would You Rather Wednesday before we uh, rip through some questions there. Let's go to the phones. We got... Joe in the car wants to talk some Patriots. Joe, what do you got? Men, good evening, good evening. Good evening. Hello, Joe. How are you? Fitzy, Rich, yeah. I did something last Sunday that I never did in my life, buddy. Oh, boy. I didn't watch the Patriots game, but I ended up, I found myself, this is how sad this was, I found myself going Shopping with my wife to Coles during a Patriots game, man. <laughs> I never. I was like a big loser, man. I was in my car where she was shopping. I never turned the radio on. And now, tomorrow, the over another 29. I thought it was going to be like six. I can't watch these games anymore. It's too brutal. And I I said to my wife, I'll go shopping with her on Sunday for the rest of the season. I don't care because I'm done with this team, man. This team is sad. It's a bunch of bums on this team. I, I, I'm done. I'm done with the Patriots. I'm ready for 2024. Let's go, boy. Let's go. All right, Joe. Thanks for the call. Coles is one of those places, Fitzy, where everything's always on sale. Like if you go in there and it makes you feel better because you're like, oh well, that the sticker price that ain't it. You got to go look and see what it is. Everything that everything with that sticker is twenty percent off. Everything with that sticker is fifteen percent off. So you feel like you're walking away with there with some pretty sweet buys. Oh, and not to mention all the Coles cash. Yeah. Hey, can I make an cash. honest confession? Uh, first, sure. first, I ju- just want to say that I I think right now it is only four after seven in the p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. Good evening, everyone. Hello. But uh, a couple of WEEI personalities here, just you mm-hmm. know, just having a chat. Mm-hmm. I'll say that's probably that's the front runner for call of the night. Yep. Yep. That'll probably may even make your weekend review if uh, if, yep. if in fact that sure. gets put together. But um, honest confession is kind of a target guy. I've never been in a Coles. Never been to Coles. No. I've gotten some sweet um little house like little Christmas village kind of house setups there at Coles. I don't know if they're Coles exclusives or not, but that's where I've gotten them. I got like a little donut shop, I got like a little ski shop. You put them on like a thing and you light them up. It's nice. Uh, you know what? I love those I love little, those little villages. Village. We used to yeah. have those little villages. Stiz oh, has one at his house. It's great. It's um, oh it's a street lamp, and then it's got a couple of like miniature um, nips right there on the bottom oh, of the base nice. of the lamp, oh, and the couple. cigarettes, the cigarette butts. <laughs> oh yeah, cigarette butts. Yeah. See, there's a man out. wearing a torn T-shirt standing next to it in a Santa Claus hat. That's not bad, you know. Yeah, it's right outside of a convenience store, which is next to a pond. But shop. I'll tell you, Joe's probably not the only one that, with you know, f- five games remaining. Is it must-see? Is, are the Patriots must-see TV where for years and years and years they were? And even when it was, all right, we know they're making the playoffs, still you don't want to miss anything. You couldn't miss a single Tom Brady game. I and, used to set, like, before yeah. I even learned how to set, like, a Google Calendar alert or whatever, I based my entire week, my entire yes. fall, yeah. my holiday calendar. My wife will tell you we didn't plan anything for middle of December till middle of February because – 
Well, you knew the Patriots would be in at least, you know, probably skip the wild card, be in the divisional round, uh, and then you'd uh, probably the AFC championship. Yeah, well, right. All that stuff. They, Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl every other friggin' year with the Patriots. Middle so. of February was when you could actually start maybe taking some vacations or trips or whatever else it was. and Watching movies. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. the, the middle of, like... I stream more and we have more movies and TV we can talk about now because I need to fill up my week with things I enjoy, stuff to remind me there's life outside of football. <laughs> yeah. Whereas during the Tom Brady, Gronk, Edelman, oh. Welker, Moss, prime Belichick years, all week was rewatching inside mm-hmm. the NFL, never missing a sports center. What did they say? Let me see those highlights again. Well, it's uh, funny because like when the when the schedule release comes out, everybody makes a big deal of it. And the reality is, you, you already know who the opponents are going to be on a year in and year out basis, but you didn't know when the games were, and it would change how people were because they're like, "Well, I got to be there." How many primetime games? Like, what what weekends are they not playing on Sunday? So maybe that's a weekend we can actually like go to a buddy's house or go do something else. And now you're like, you got you know Joe who calls us all the time. He's a diehard sport. He's going to Coles. He's out here going to Coles during the game. Like third, like tomorrow night is that must see TV? Probably not. Yes. You think? T- wow. No. Here's why. I mean, for you and me, it is. But you think for for everybody else? Uh, well, I was just gonna say only if you're into like, ma- uh, sure for the diehards, absolutely. They're gonna they're not gonna miss it. But like, if you're a masochist, or if you're like, <laughs> if you're someone, if you've got morbid curiosity, yeah, there's a little like bit of a, that. You're one of those classic like side of the highway rubberneck types who. Always is like, ah, oh, let me, oh, whoa, how'd this accident come to be? Let me slow yeah. down traffic to satisfy my interest. No, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, most diehard fans, like, I, that's the extreme anyway, right? Like, the there was the three years or four years even I can remember where the Celtics were just straight up tanking and they were horrible, and yet I'd watch them all the time. Like, I was like, all right, I'm a basketball fan. I'll watch these these bums. I'll watch Jared Sullinger run up and down the court, like, I'll, whatever. But, in you know, there's less games with the Patriots but they're not just losing. Like, they're taking it to the extreme where it is it is becoming unwatchable. Like, the offense is so bad. And I would say most football fans, not all, most football fans enjoy offense over defense. Mm-hmm. And it's if that's the case for you, like it is for me, it's a slog. It's an absolute slog watching them three and out punt, pick up a first down, but they started, you know, on their own 10, so they get to the 20, and then they punt, and then it's just... They didn't score a point. They scored one touchdown in three weeks. That's yep. Oh, no, I'm aware. They are, let's see, uh, over the last four games, they're averaging 7.5 points per game. And if you want to look at what they're averaging the last three games total, Rich, they're averaging 4.33 points per game over the over the last three games. You know, the three where they allowed 10 points or fewer to three consecutive opponents and lost all three for the first time since before the Second World War? <laughs> <laughs> 1938 is the last yeah. time it happened, which means it was before, like, Poland was invaded by Adolf Hitler. Like, mm-hmm. it was b- well before the Super Bowl era. Like, what they're doing now is it's historic. Hart and I were talking on Six Rings podcast this week about ha- can you remember, <laughs> no, Patriots I, or yeah. other, can yeah. you remember yeah. watching a worse offense in the, not in the New England, in the NFL in your lifetime? I cannot. I cannot. I thought the Cam Newton one was bad. I thought the that Mac Jones. Absolute, <laughs> that was the 2007 Patriots. I know, I know. Last year with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I forgive me. I thought that was bad. That also was the greatest show on turf compared to this. So USA Today did a story and they said the worst scoring offense in NFL history by yeah. points per game were the 1977 Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
who went 2 and 12 in their second season as an NFL franchise. Sick unis. And scored 7.4 points per game. We can get there. As of week 13, the 2023 Patriots, 12.3 points per game, would be tied for 28th in the lowest scoring offenses of all time. The other teams with such a low offense output were the 1970 Saints, the 1976 Falcons, the 1991 Phoenix Cardinals, the 2009 Oakland Raiders, and the 2010 Carolina Panthers. My God. That's the that's the so I almost throw out some of those like 70s or 80s offenses because the rules were much more fair to defense back then, and they weren't trying to get video game numbers. They're trying to have Madden numbers. You can't touch the quarterback now. High, low, in, you can't land on the quarterback. I'm not even making that up. You can't land on the quarterback. Mm-mm. You can't do anything. You can barely touch receivers now. So it's so aided to offense that the fact that they're even in the conversation with some of these teams like the 70 Saints or the 76 Falcons, like, toss that out. I would say more like, who is the 09 Raiders? Was that Jamarcus Russell? Uh, or was that not I, even Jamarcus Russell? I feel like it might have been. I think it, w- I think it would have been, and I bet there was some other stiff so, yeah. uh, associated you know that they're in. Like 90-1 Phoenix Cardinals, I wanna, I'm want. i going to guess. Ooh, 91- oh, that's ne- a fun game. Neil Lomax. <laughs> might have been. I'm looking up the Raiders right now in uh, 09, which was, yes, is a Jamarcus Russell Raiders, so... Circle gets the square on that one. Jamarcus Russell was two and seven as a starter, three touchdowns, eleven picks. That was the year I believe that they gave him blank tapes to go back and watch the opponent, and then they would ask him like, "Did you watch those tapes?" And he was like, "He sure did," and like there was nothing on the tapes. So <laughs> he's like, "I sure did. I watched them." Oh yep. uh, yeah, I watched every single one of them. They also started Bruce Gretkowski for four games and Charlie Fry for three games. Bruce Gradkowski. You know who the leading rusher was on that team? On that team? I do not. Michael Bush. Not Reggie Bush. Michael Bush. Wasn't he like a fullback converted to running? Yeah, he was a hoss. He was a big hoss. He was a big dude. The leading receiver was Zach Miller, the uh, the tight end. Louis Murphy, the Florida guy, was uh, second on the team. And Chaz Schillens was third. Chaz Schillens. (laughs) So that was a Tom Cable coached team. Oh, the old offensive line. Didn't he punch someone? Uh, yeah, I believe he did. I think he might strikes have me as one of those dudes who punch dudes on the sideline. I think he may have. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know who their offensive coordinator was. I don't even know if they have one. Look like on uh, Pro Football Reference doesn't even have one. Point being, these these teams Horrible. which are historically bad yeah. that when we look them up we laugh at because oh That's god, the, Patriots. the futility. This is now the Patriots. So if the let's say Rich right now the Patriots as we've pointed out have scored four point three 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 points per game the last Repeating. three games yeah uh, if they were to average let's say I don't know let's say they average eight points a game the remainder of the season because I don't even know if they can even score forty points over the next five games by Things the way so bad those five teams too have good defenses that they're facing they face uh, good the Steelers defenses. tomorrow night uh, Steelers I, lo- Chiefs Broncos Bills Jets those are five. Pretty good, defenses. excellent defense. Yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. They are in trouble. They could really, they could make all top time. ten worst. They could make top ten all time worst offense. Wow! In twenty twenty three, again, you have, you have to grade this thing on a curve. It's even, it's even worse. 
Yeah, back in the good old days, the guys are all hopped up on greenies. It oh. was like a, a Royal Rumble out there. Now you can't. I mean, you saw what happened. Patrick, Sunday night, before the egregious non-DPI call on yeah. Green Bay, Mahomes was still on the playing field. Right. Took a little pop in the shoulder. <laughs> Flag, you touched the quarterback. Highlights of the uh, like 80s, 70s and 80s, just the quarterback getting ragdolled. The starting quarterback, the, the so back to 1991, <laughs> is this right? Yeah. Okay. 1991, the starting quarterback for the Arizona or the Phoenix Cardinals, who had an what? offense similar to the New England Patriots, Tom Tupa, the punter. You're kidding. It wasn't I'm not. even Lomax. Wow. It was Tom Tupa, who would later punt for the Patriots. Are you ready for this? They're quarterbacks on on the whole. I'm I'm at the uh, the Wikipedia page. It's quite a look list here. It is it is a it's a real look. I think the coach was Joe Bugle. Boy, was he he was something. <laughs> Joe um, Bugle. Joe Bugle. Uh, they did have a good defensive coordinator, uh, Fritz Shermer, and their defensive line coach was Ted Cottrell. Who okay? Got some yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the quarterbacks were Tom Tupa. Yeah. Stan Gelbaugh. Stan Gelbaugh started three games for him, yeah. And Chris Chandler. Uh, yeah. Larry Tupa Sen- threw six touchdowns to 13 picks. Gelbaugh, three touchdowns to 10 picks. And then Chandler, one to two. All right, so that's the conversation that we're having with the uh, the New England Patriots offense right now. Like I said, it's also a Would You Rather Wednesday. We'll get to some of those questions. Pats, Steelers. It looks like it might have creeped up to a uh, point total of 30 for tomorrow. Uh, I'm feeling like the under, but uh, it's the Rich Keith Show with Fitzy right now. Here's Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now. Winter meetings continued for the MLB. We finally got some moves from your Boston Red Sox. The Sox traded Alex Verdugo to the evil empire, the Yankees, for three pitching prospects. Those prospects were Richard Fitz, Greg Weissert, and Nicholas Judice. In other baseball news, longtime Sox broadcaster and co-worker Joe Castiglione has been selected to receive the 2023 Ford C. Frick Award, which is presented annually by the Hall of Fame for Excellence in Baseball Broadcasting. Castiglione, who's 75 years young, has spent 43 years calling MLB games, including the last 40 as the Red Sox lead radio voice. He can be heard right here on WEI. The Celtics will now face the Knicks on Friday night after the Knicks lost to the Bucks last night in the in-season tournament 146-122. The Celtics will host the Knicks Friday night at the TV Garden, tip-off at 7.30. Bruins off tonight. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they'll host the Sabres at the TD Garden. Puck drop at 7 p.m. And the Patriots heading to Pittsburgh to face the 7-5 Steelers for Thursday night football. Patriots injury report has been released. Five players have been ruled out. Kayshawn Booty, Demario Douglas, Riley Reef, Ramondre Stevenson, and Sean Wade. Some other players questionable. Those players are Christian Barmore, Trent Brown, Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mitch Trubisky will start at quarterback in place of injured Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. And it looks to be Bailey Zappi, quarterback for your New England Patriots. Devin McCourty was on with WEI's own The Greg Hill Show and was asked, is it the organization's fault or is it Mac Jones' fault? I don't think. I don't think. It, no matter how you feel about him, I don't think you walk away from the situation and say, "Hey, you know, this situation that they built around him was really good, and he just he just didn't get the job done." Like to me, there's no way. If you're going to be factual, you're going to look. There's just no way. 
That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Ritz Keefe Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Super Bowl. Thirsty to put me in beef. I set in my words and start looking too deep. I look at the tweets and start sucking my teeth. I'm letting it rock because I love the mystique. I still want to give me a song where I beat. Can't trust everything that you saw on IG. Just know if I diss you, I make sure you know that I hit you like I'm on your call ID. I'm naming the album to fall off. It's pretty. Back to the Rich Keep Show with Fitzy WEEI. Full tank program tonight. Take it up until 10 o'clock. You can jump in here at 617-779-7937. We started with the move that Craig Breslow made last night while we were on the show Alex Verdugo to the Yankees but the Yankees don't even care about that because today it looks like they're going to bring in Juan Soto mm-hmm. so we started with that we also hit on the uh, the Patriots big tilt just a little bit against the Pittsburgh Steelers really more about the historic offense that the Patriots are putting out there and with five games to go they really truly have an opportunity to be one of the worst offenses or even the worst offense in the history of football like that's on the that's on the table for him. Something special, it isn't really, it? it? <laughs> oh my god! I you know I, uh, I at this point I have just I've just become the world's biggest temporary Carolina Panthers fan. Yes, I want the Carolina Go Panthers, Panthers. To win one more game. Go Cardinals as well. Just you know, make sure there's no funny business there. Cardinals yeah, yeah, keep yeah, one yeah, in, yeah. then you're good. But See, yeah, Panthers for yeah. sure. Yep. Panthers need to at least win. Like they 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 were competitive. They were far more competitive last week against the Buccaneers than the Patriots have been uh, in any of their games. I mean, they scored double-digit points, which seems (laughs) almost miraculous at this point. And I ask you this, Rich, with, I think, uh, with Pop Douglas and Kayshawn Butte already ruled out of tomorrow night's game. And Stevenson, probably. And Ramondre Stevenson. um, And chilly temperatures in a hostile environment against a defense with a ferocious front, kind of like even more ferocious than the one presented by the Chargers, you know, who came in with the 30th-ranked defense in the NFL last week. Yeah. Bad conditions, I understand. Sure. Realistically, like re- like within honest-to-goodness reason, what would, could, or should we expect the Patriots to do on offense tomorrow night? Not much. <laughs> right. Not much. So I'll say if they – this is going to sound like an excuse for the offense, and it's not. The offense is trash. Like we've already documented that. They did have maybe three big plays, if you're talking about over 20 yards being a big play, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they did have really bad field position all night. So the best chance they have to maybe get, let's call it, 10 points would be, as good as the defense has been, can they get a short field? Are they just going to force Pittsburgh punts? Mm -hmm. Or can they get a turnover, get the ball like the 50, for God's sakes, and then maybe a big play here or there? Because you, you don't even really trust the field goal kicker. And Pittsburgh is like a notoriously tough place to kick anyway. So oh, you don't really, the wind whistles yeah. around that stadium. <laughs> it whips around the stadium. So I don't trust that. But, yeah, don't you think they need, like, a gift-wrapped field position? Based on the last three weeks, that's what it feels like. You know the best player on the field tomorrow night for the Patriots is Mitch Trubisky, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're going to need him to throw a pick six or fumble or whatever else it is. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky... Versus Bailey Zappi in prime time. I just does Al Michaels call the whole game, or does he just finally pack it in and say, "You know what, guys? Listen, I can't do it. I warned you, I can't do it." If ever, you know, some nights he he uh, 
he used to take nights off when he was working for Sunday Night Football. He would miss a couple of games every year, uh, like one or two maybe. And Mike Tirico, who is now the voice of Sunday Night Football on NBC, would you know fill in with with Chris Conn. Now here's a guy, <laughs> and they'd have a nice little broadcast. Sure, they'd, they'd do a bang up job. Of course, if Al, Ma- the, the, they obviously don't have a very the same size sports department, the same depth on uh, Amazon Sports, if you will. I certainly would love to hear someone else just come in tomorrow night and give it a go because I think the apathy that Al Michaels is going to bring to the yeah, broadcast, right. unless he's got like some good jokes about the game or Kirk Herbstreit does, then it is going to be a rough, rough show tomorrow. That's going to be awful because at least for a guy like Herbstreit, if it was Kenny Pickett versus Mac Jones, as bad as both of them have been, Herbstreit can kind of lean on his college thing where you know they're both first-round picks, Alabama was a wagon. Pickett played himself into a first-round pick, like all that. But no, you don't have that. You have uh, first-round pick bust Mitch Trubisky from a few years ago, already on as uh, what at least the second team, and then uh, Bailey Zappi. So that's what you're working the, with there. On the broadcast, uh, I figured the best thing that the broadcast has going for us as Patriots fans tomorrow night, aside from when they roll in credits, would be the fact that Kirk Herbstreit does come in with his knowledge of college players, his, his college yeah, football yeah. acumen. Like, maybe as the broadcast goes along, he can say, well, you know, Chris Fowler and I, we, you know, we covered this game in week five, and I saw a player at linebacker or offensive tackle I think would be a great fit. For, like, I'll maybe you we're going to get a free draft cheat yes. sheet tomorrow night. I was going to say, free, I don't even care about the linebacker. Give me Caleb Williams, Drake May. Who would be better for the Patriots? Give me that. Mm-hmm. If, if, Tell if, me if Herb- why. You, yeah. Talk me in or out of Jaden Daniels. Yep. Yeah, Herb Street starts to lean in on the quarterbacks. And maybe, I think for Al Michaels' own sanity, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaned into that. Like, the Patriots are obviously going to make a change. Boom, here we go. And now you're off and running with all the quarterbacks that are playing college football. Herb Street could also maybe even talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. a little bit. Like, I'd I'd be all in on that. Uh, The game is also going to be on Fox. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can still watch the game if you so choose. And we're going to be on until 10 o'clock tomorrow night. So in the first half, if things go awry, feel free to call in and complain about it in real time. We're going to have one eye on the game the entire broadcast as it is. Uh, I was looking ahead. The Thursday night schedule doesn't get a whole lot better. It's Chargers-Raiders the next week. Saints-Rams the week after that. Yarf. And uh, Jets-Browns. <laughs> oh, my God. What are, why, why did they hate Al Michaels? They, I mean, rough. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, the quarterback matchups, because there's a couple of good games on the schedule this weekend, which lead to a lot of other bad matchups. Like, the Eagles and Cowboys are playing each other. The Bills and Chiefs are playing each other. So you're taking, like, four interesting teams, even though I know the Bills aren't as good as they're supposed to be. I'll uh, watch their watchable. First of all, if Josh Allen's on, then right. he's one of the most fun players in the NFL to watch. Fair. And when they're a mess, they're kind of a, they're kind uh-huh. of also fun to watch. Uh, but they're far more compelling than the, they, they, yep. they move the ball, they score. Yeah. Cardinals and uh, Commanders have the bye, but um, can you explain to me this? There's two Monday night football games this week, and they're on at the exact same time. I knew there were two games. They're on at the same time. Eight fifteen kick, Titans-Dolphins and Packers-Giants. Whoa. <laughs> What's the point of that? Double. Wait, so wait. You, it's not even a double header. They're just two games on at the same time. And wait, which one's on ABC and which one's on? Why is it? Why? Like. Dolphins, Dolphins, Titans is ESPN. Packers, Giants will be on ABC. Again, this has to be, this has to, I mean, you could have just put, maybe the game is not good, is so lousy 
Uh, those games are so sort of not compelling uh, that during the strike, they negotiated something where they could put two games on Monday night. Maybe because uh, they've had a lot of rough games, although they're allowed to flex now. Like They flex the Patriots out of Monday Night Football oof, for the yeah, following dude. week. First ever, by the way. Just I know. <laughs> yeah, another, you know what? Another thing to add to the list that is the 2023 Patriots, specifically the offense. Cause I'll tell you, if if the team sucked, but they scored, say they got outscored every week, you know, 27-24, 31-30, like every single week, there's an historic bad defense, yeah. but a really good offense, yeah. they, they'd be on Monday Night Football against Patrick Mahomes. If it was the New England Patriots of weeks one and two yeah. against the Eagles and the Dolphins, and they were right into it, and it went right down to the end of the fourth quarter, like with scoring points and, you know, giving up a couple touchdowns, but also scoring a yeah. little bit and moving the yeah. ball towards the People would watch. There would be not morbid curiosity. There would be legitimate interest. Like, right. oh, they're just a player or two away. What we're watching is just an absolute runaway rail car <laughs> of just flaming garbage. Yeah, so what do you even, like, what What do you get out of tomorrow's game? Like, what do you even get out of it? Because you don't want the quarterback to be the quarterback next year. I'm glad he got his chance. I think I thought he deserved his chance. Like, after Mac Jones got benched as many times as he did, I was ready for Bailey Zappi to be given a chance. You don't really have any other options, so that's fine that he starts tomorrow. But sure. nobody in their right mind is like, oh, he could maybe possibly be the starter next year. Like, no, that's not, that's not happening. The guys that might intrigue you are hurt. Pop Douglas, Keishon Booty, you already mentioned it. Uh, Christian Gonzalez has been out for months. He was the other guy that you like. There's nobody really there. Like, I know guys Ramondre's are going to be... out, so the running... And Ramondre, out. too. Right. So there are guys on the team that are going to have to be on the roster next year. Like, this, you can't overturn 53 players. So there are going to be guys that are on the team next year. But as far as got, people that are going to get you to the TV and people you're going to get excited about for next year, they're not playing tomorrow night. They don't have many to begin with. And now they're not playing. And so it really will be a grind for the next five weeks. And we had a caller earlier mention how for the first time he can remember in his life this past Sunday, he wasn't watching the game live. Like he was just like, I'll go do something else. He went shopping with his wife. He went to Kohl's. Right. He, you know, but got some problem was he went into the season expecting great things. Yep. And instead he went to Kohl's. Went to Kohl's. Although he didn't say anything about what he bought. He could have been on this week's uh, Should I Have Bought This on the Hashtag Dork Podcast if he wants to email us a photo of what he purchased. Uh, I guess I'm watching tomorrow night to see if. Uh, all right, I'll try to spin it semi-positive and spin it. Uh, can Jabril Peppers keep this up? Uh, you know, is he is he is he? Does it look like he wants to stay? You know, or is he playing for a check somewhere else? Can Christian Barmore continue yeah. his solid third season? He's an important member of the Patriots next season and hopefully going forward. Although nobody has been signed to a new deal next year because. I think it has a lot to do with the uncertainty as to who's actually going to be selecting the players. Who's signing those deals. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, otherwise, I don't even know. I don't even know who on offense, like, I guess, will Tyquan Thornton finally reel in a deep pass? Nope. I'll tell you. Spoiler, he will not. You saw the script? Yep. No, no, I've just seen him play. So I'm just kind of, I'm going to, I'm just going to connect the dots there on that one. Yeah. He's awful. Like he is. He's the pits. Like he, he's just such a bad player. Like there's not much there. Yeah, I know he had the one little end around run. Like okay, great, but he can't you know run and catch it. And he's a wide receiver, so that's you feel like you're back. Now you mentioned like the the morbid curiosity. Like if this truly is gonna be one of the worst offenses ever, you're like, all right, how are they possibly gonna like what what's it gonna look like? They like, they can't get shut out again, can they? So like maybe you're gonna be like that watching and be like, just how bad can it be? Because you might be talking about 
an all-time performance, right? Like, usually we hype it up the other way, but, like, this could be one of the worst teams that you ever see offensively. And so, like, that's still very much in the, on the table. Um, How many sacks do we think combined Highsmith and Watt go for tomorrow night? Six. They got three apiece. Think so? Yeah. Yep. Zappy didn't get sacked in the first half last week, right? And then it was five in the second half. Yeah, and then Mike on Weather just got yeah. gassed and gashed. Pittsburgh Steelers are also that team, and we talked about them off and on, uh, especially during like what happened on Monday is they're somehow seven and five. Like they're not good, and we're gonna see it firsthand tomorrow, and they'll mm-hmm. probably even get to eight and five after tomorrow night. But they stink. Like there's not a lot to like on their team either. I mean, you mentioned TJ Watt, stud, uh, but there's like George Pickens has been really consistent. He was like, he didn't like the team at one point and whatever, but he's their best receiver. Najee Harris had a good rookie year. I don't even know if he's the best running back on the team now. And then Kenny Pickett is like, thought you had flashes of it last year. Now you're really not so sure. And he's not even playing tomorrow. No, but they do have a defense with Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Highsmith, Watt, obviously Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, who's just like a every man's D tackle. Like they, their defense is going to carry them into the playoffs. You are watching a team that, despite the challenges they'll face on offense tomorrow night against a Patriots defense that is getting its flowers for yeah. keeping the team in games and playing well beyond expectations. Though I do think also at the same time, like some of these other teams they're playing are just making as many mistakes or almost as many mistakes as the Patriots. Like, oh yeah, Chargers should have had more points than six last Sunday. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Probably all props to the Pats defense for not folding the tent and packing it in yet this season. Like they're balling mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. but. Chargers should have had more than six points. You know who leads the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in tackles? Isn't this, this is a crazy little stat. A Landon Roberts. Old pal, Old linebacker bud. slash converted fullback, yeah. and Landon Roberts. Old bud. You could also maybe see uh, some formerly retired linebackers who have recently rejoined the National Football League and jumped on board the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad in Blake Martinez and <laughs> old pal Miles Jack. I always loved Miles Jack. Uh, you yeah. play both sides of the ball at UCLA, but um, was it Blake Martinez was the guy that had like the Pokemon Ponzi scheme? Why that's that he is indeed. That's him. Yep, he was selling fake Pokemons. He retired oh, so he could go do that. Wait, I thought they were real. I don't think so. I think I think uh, well, that was what we thought when he announced his retirement. He was going to sell Pokemon cards, and like, all right, I guess there's money in that, whatever. But then. Yeah, he got in like a lot of trouble. I don't think those were real cards. Yeah, it turned out they were fake. He was on fake cards. That's why he fake went back Pikachus, to the NFL. fake Snorlaxes. Oh no, yeah. fake Pikachu, fake fake Pikachu. <laughs> yep. No, yeah, it happened. Let's go to the phones. We got Jeff in the car. He joins us next. What's up, Jeff? Hey guys, how you doing? Great. What up, Jeff? I just just wanted to. Make sure everybody realizes that this is a team that's going to be remembered for getting Taylor Swift kicked off Monday Night Football. It's true. Who could yep. do that? Nobody. Just the, Well, turns out the Patriots. You're right, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Add it to the legacy. That's, you can't get any worse than that. <laughs> the most famous person in the world would most likely be attending the game and has been on TV so many times, has been in primetime so many times, and they show her so many times. And they're like, you know what? Let's flex this out. Yeah, uh, I think she today, I mean, and we can confirm later in the the grab bag, but I do believe she is the recipient of Time Magazine's Person of the Year. 
person of so the, the year. So literally, of all the people, the person of all the people in the world, she is the she is the she is tops. She is better than or more famous or recognizable. Or, She's just the, the person. She is the person. She's the top person. And she goes and she wasn't enough. The person of the no. year was not enough to keep the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Did you have a vote in that? What was what was the committee like to name the person of the year? Uh, I didn't get my ballot no. in, in time. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. It's it. The person of the year. But yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers I somehow still have like their playoff hopes. Like it's it's a rough outfit, but uh Patriots and uh, uh, yeah, last night it was twenty nine and a half the over under. I see it now at thirty. I see it somewhere else at thirty and a half. Maybe because there's like, how can we put an NFL game with this low of a number? But wouldn't you guess the under? The Patriots, to their credit, aren't going to give up many points. It's a, it's they're playing well defensively, especially mm-hmm. against an offense that isn't that good. I mean, you know, Justin Herbert wasn't able to move the ball, let alone Tommy DeVito or Gardner Minshew. So I can't imagine Mitch Trubisky's going to be lighting them up. And then the no. Patriots, even on air, like I'm not sure how many points they would score at this point. So yeah, and to, and what is it like? Three out of every four Thursday night football games is automatically an under. Like don't don't take yeah. last Thursday night's absolute score of right, point right. to Palooza, which was a blast. Like if anyone just watched Thursday night football for the first time last week and said, you know, I've heard people grousing about the inferior product and sloppy gameplay, blah blah blah, and they turn that game on, they'd be like, wait a second. If they're all like this, I'd watch any day, any Thursday, any time. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. And no, they come back for like round that. two and they see this tomorrow night? <laughs> well, this goes back to, and I saw you tweeting about it at the time, but during that game, which was fun to watch, they were hyping up this week's game as Bill Belichick versus TJ Watt. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, like uh, honestly, like the response from everyone should have been, finally, Belichick straps him on and suits up. <laughs> Get out there, Bill. Come on, Bill. Because, like, they could have... They could have spared some of the embarrassment if they were like Bill Belichick versus Mike Tomlin, two like Hall of Fame coaches, two stud coaches. Like, no, no, no. They went with a stud player on the one team, like a marketable player, a guy that sells jerseys and is like a, a perennial all pro. And then they're like, we got nothing. We don't, we, what do we want to do? Like, uh, just go with the coach. People have heard of the coach. Cause that's what they're telling the, the national audience hasn't heard of any of the other players on the Patriots. Nope. Couldn't even put like, <laughs> couldn't put Jabril Peppers. Maybe no one's I, heard of him. I guess really. No, I mean, yeah, like Ramondre. Diehard college football fans know Peppers, but like, probably that's it. Yeah, Ramondre, which as it turns out, is probably not even going to play. So he wouldn't. Oh you hell had, no, no. He's he's listed as he's officially he, doubtful. So he's he, not going to play for a few weeks. Yeah, I hope they shelve him for the season. But like at that point, they probably weren't sure. Like, can we put Bailey Zappi up here? Like, who knows if he's even coming back? Like, we don't know if he's going to pl- start two weeks in a row Zappy. or not. Zappi what? Zappy Watt. Nope, no, no, it's it Belgian. Trubisky, not that Pickett would have been any greater shakes, but Mitch Trubisky, who they beat <laughs> last year. What was it? Week one was it? What was that game? 13 10? Yeah. 17 14? Mitchell. Awful game. Mitchell. Week two last year. Yep. Trubisky. Not, not great. So you can jump aboard if you so choose. Talking about uh, Red Sox, Patriots. Uh, we'll get to a fantasy brief, though, here coming up. 617 779 It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Keith's gonna give you what you need to know. Talk about who you gotta start, who you gotta say, gotta let go. When you be like, whoop. 
You doing so good, gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keith in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keith is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle, and he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game, like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet, so pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keith from gonna give you the info you desire. Who to claim from the waiver wire, so your lineup game is on fire. Put him on the board. Championship! You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta... Listen to Rich Keefe and LaFanta to see. Brief. All right, time for a quick fantasy brief here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on WEEI. And uh, let's give you an update with one week left mm. in the regular season. Okay. For the fantasy football. One, le- one week left in the fantasy football regular season. The Rich Keefe Show Fantasy Football League has four uh, teams that have punched their ticket to the playoffs. Okay. Four teams who have been eliminated, and then let's see, what does that leave? Uh, four teams for two spots. So now, which four teams have punched their ticket? Let me tell you right now: Chris Scheim oh. and Mike Giardi have both won their respective divisions. There are two divisions: the hashtag Dork Division and the Full Tang mm. Division. Mm. Scheim and Giardi are both ten and three, and have both advanced. They'll wow. both receive uh, first round buys. Uh, Stanley Stiz Bruno, a.k.a. Grime Time, first year playing fantasy football, has punched his ticket. Let's go. He's Atta in there. boy, Stanley. That's right. Beat my boy Keith last week. No, you did not. Oh, what? I didn't? Nope. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought you had one more. Not over I, had, I, I had, I had, my team stinks, but I had Jake Browning, and he had that big game on Monday night, uh, and I was able to pull out the win. So, uh, yep. Uh, and Mike Cadlick. Who uh, has a very creative uh, team name of uh, Team Cadlick? He also got in. Now that's interesting because I'm in second place in the hashtag Dork Division, right? Not the Full Tang Division. No. And this is not a case of where three teams from each division go. No. They're just broken up into divisions for playtime, but rather so uh, four or five teams could go from one division and only one or two from the other. Yeah, if you win the division, you automatically get in, and then after that, it's the five best teams, or the four (laughs) best teams, I should say. All right, so Thunderwhelming could use a dub this Sunday. Yes. So uh, Fitzy, Nick Fryer, myself, and Andy Hart are competing for two spots. Taking on Team Terp Sunday. Okay. Team Terp has been eliminated. Team Bears has been eliminated. Ryan Davey from the Hashtag Door Podcast and Jason Rossi, our wrestling insider, have all been eliminated. Feeling pretty good about my matchup with Team Terp. And I think you're in good shape, too, because I think me and Hart need miracles based on uh, point. Because points is the tiebreaker. So I would say, Fitzy, you're pretty, you haven't clinched, but you're basically clinched. Feeling good. Yeah. I think you're going to be in there. And then... well, things, are, things are looking up. I've had a lot of been a pretty rough season for yeah. my favorite actual football team and a lot of my <laughs> pretend football teams. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's yeah. tough. And as for uh, face football itself, and if you're going to do any of the daily league, the uh, the Eagles-Cowboys game should be a good one for fantasy football. Dak Prescott's having a hell of a season. No, Nobody's really talking MVP with Dak Prescott. At least I, I haven't heard say, that. I was going to say, you know, that I, I just took a peek on the commercial break in the grab bag, and there's a lot down there. Yeah. Can I borrow an item from there just to please engender do, a quick conversation do. right now? Yeah. Rich, at this point in the season, five weeks to go. Five yeah. weeks to go. Five weeks. Who is your MVP? You know what? You you were the one that was saying this early, and I I, I don't know if you've continued with this or not, but Tyreek Hill. Yes. He, I, he, Tyreek Hill. 20-1 odds right now still. So he should win, 
But I'll, I would also, I wouldn't, even, the odds could get even better. It, you're wasting your money. The voters will not give it to a wide receiver. They won't give it to anybody other than a quarterback. So yeah, it won't. It's so dumb. That's who it should be. My, my vote would be Tyreek Hill. Who's going to win it? Oh boy, I think it's, it's I think it's open. I mean, I think the fact Purdy. that they're trying to they're trying yeah. to really push Brock Purdy. Uh, Come on, he's 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 very good, but that team is such a wagon that Jalen Hurts. A lo- no, okay. see, I think Hurts is having a little bit of a down season. Well, I mean, last, last week year. last week didn't help him. That's for sure. Now, if Josh Allen goes on a heater and beats a bunch of these good teams on the way and brings Buffalo to the playoffs and throws far and runs for a farm like. Big game Sunday against the Chiefs. Maybe he can re-enter the chat, yeah. or maybe if Mahomes has a good game. True. Yeah, actually, no. Dak Prescott is like the co-favorite in some books. So Brock Purdy, be. Brock Purdy's the favorite in a in a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and then Dak Prescott, then Jalen Hurts, then a little bit of a drop to Patrick Mahomes, Tua, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, I might have given it to Lamar. That might have been my guy, but now I think it should be Tyreek Hill. Same. Um, and then the after, so then after Lamar, there's a drop down to Tyreek, and then there's a big drop down to just like you know you're throwing darts at everybody else. Yeah, I'd give it to Tyreek. I don't remember the the last player that was not a quarterback to win. I feel like maybe it was Adrian Peterson. That sounds right. Yeah, I think I think it probably was Adrian Peterson because there was like if you go back in the day, it was like Barry Sanders. I think won it once. Uh, another running back won it, but yeah, they don't. I mean. They love it's a court. It's like the Heisman. They're they're, they're giving that bad boy to. Uh, but uh, Slim Reaper won it a couple years ago. Mm, let's see. Uh, MVPs: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Adrian Peterson, twenty twelve. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ladainian Tomlinson. Sean Alexander. So 0506. Back back. Yeah, 0506, you had back to back running backs. Remember when Sean Alexander was like drafting him basically in yep. the early 2000s? Oh, I think he had like a six touchdown game or something insane. I remember having him in fantasy that year and it was like just wild. You remember back in the two, early 2000s, if you had either Priest Holmes or <laughs> Sean Alexander yep. or Ladanian Tomlinson yep. on your fantasy team, rolling. You were you were automatically in your fantasy Super Bowl. And then Priest Holmes went down, and for a year or two, Larry Johnson did the same thing that Priest oh, Holmes did man. with Kansas City. Yep. Yeah. So and pretty he, good. And then he became an interesting person. Uh, yep. That's true. All right, let's go to the phones. We had Phil in New Bedford on the Patriots. Phil, what do you have? Uh, first of all, may you guys have a blessed and a safe holiday season for you and your family. You as well, Phil. I need Thank to. You, apo- I need to apologize to New England Patriots fans and WBI Nation. When going from the second to third week in preseason, I called in a couple of shows and predicted it would be under the seven and a half at six or seven games. The buffer was going to be the the European game. Well, I severely, severely underestimated that they would be competitive, and look at where we're at now. And I had to get that off my chest before the holidays. All right, it's Phil. Just, yeah. well, I'm glad you did New that. Pathetics. Listen, no need to apologize, Phil. No need to apologize. The Rich Keefe, everyone knows the Rich Keefe Show is a judgment-free zone. It is. It's a safe space. Feel free to call in, make bold predictions. You don't need to call in and apologize if you're wrong. We're certainly not going to apologize when, when we're wrong. Uh, but you know what? He probably feels... A thousand pounds lighter today after putting that out there. Yeah. Like, listen, the I had, I had the audacity lifted. to think they were going to win six games. They are not. They might win two. 
Wow. He, Two you days. know, and like, you know, and it's nice, you know, because yeah. confession booths can be so constricting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people feel just, you know, the shame of actually even having to go in there. But just calling up the Rich Keefe show. Yeah. Talking like to it. a couple of other personalities. A couple of the others. Yep. Not bad. Not too bad. Two hours down, two hours to go. It's a full tank program of the Rich Keefe show with Fitzy. Uh, I want to get to the Celtics. We haven't talked about the Celtics at all. They are 20 games into the season. So a good time to do a little assessment of the seas. We'll get to that on this Would You Rather Wednesday here on WEI.